No. She, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist oh, right. Yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. Comrade, 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 comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in. Has it changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. If you are caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, how would you expect to be held to account? Well, I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that messaging around the dangers of COVID pretty diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Sustained propaganda. You're listening to the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards. Yeah, (laughs) that's me. It's seven minutes past five. Good morning. I uh, hope it's all going well for you this morning. And we had a great one hour, didn't we, of country music? Oh, no, 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 it wasn't country music. It was classic hits. That's what we played. And we also heard just before the news at five, we heard from my good friend, Dr. Sam Gipp, all the way from the United States of America. He's talking all about the uh, the big deal about the, what's the big deal about the King James Bible? And uh, I'm surprised that a lot of Christians don't know about the Bible issue. They seem to just, you know, think they just sort of write off the King James people as, you know, just King James only nutters. Well, I suppose I did too. <laughs> but until I learnt the issue, it's actually very interesting. So um, we'll be playing that series. Um, we'll probably do it just before the five o'clock news, around about quarter to five weekdays. It's quite a long series, but they're only about seven or eight minutes long each one. It's really good. Okay, um, should we worry about weather? We're having trouble getting onto Met Service, but we do have. Something here from my good friend. I've been calling him Duncan, but it's actually Philip, <laughs> Philip Duncan. And uh, so, what's he got here for us? Well, he says there's a weak high pressure, and it lies over the country today. Uh, within this high pressure are a few heat lows. Heat lows. I didn't even know they existed, and that's going to form over both islands, and and it's going to be sort of. Um, bringing on summer. It's coming. Here, now let's look at the short forecast. Firstly for Northland, Auckland, Waikato, the Bay of Plenty. Morning cloud breaks to mostly sunny weather. A chance of isolated showers uh, hanging about the eastern Bay of Plenty today. Uh, winds from the southeast. Afternoon sea breezes from the eastern. That's just for the eastern areas. A high today of 19 to 21. For the western North Island, including the central North Island, you've got morning cloud, a risk of showers today. Sunny areas increasing this afternoon. And you've got west to northwesterly winds with uh, temperatures ranging from 16 to 18 degrees. For the eastern North Island, partly cloudy, one or two showers possible, light winds tending east to northeast. That's around about midday on. It's going to be dying out later on in the day, though, and towards the evening as well. Highs today of 19 to 22 degrees. Uh, further uh, further down or further up, wherever you are in the country, or if you're overseas, you're going to know all about the New Zealand weather. <laughs> That's why you tune in anyway. That's why you Canadians tune in. You just want to know what's going on with the weather, don't you? And I'm probably going to lose a lot of you from Canada and the United States because we're moving away from full-on country music. We're moving into, um, oh, we've got about 2,500 adult contemporary hits from the 1970s all the way up to, you know, the nine, uh, 2020s right through the noughties to the twenties and uh, so you might not like that oh I don't know maybe you will uh, we'll just see how we go okay so we are at Wellington we've done that Marlborough now that's the top of the South Island of New Zealand and also also Nelson there Nelson mostly sunny today with northerlies early cloud that clears Marlborough and then mostly sunny with light winds cloud overnight it's going to bring some drizzle or showers 
that's right. What I don't like is cloud uh, passing over dry land promising rain. I don't like that. People are like that, don't they? They promise you things. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, so getting back to the drizzle and showers, uh, you've got more so in the southern Marlborough area, and you've got winds tending southeast today. Highs expect around about 19 to 22. Further south for you in Canterbury, your Canterbury folk, mostly cloudy today. North Canterbury may have some sun and then it's clouding up from the afternoon. Uh, from afternoon, you've got a few light showers or drizzle patches and they're going to start to move in and it's becoming more widespread in the evening. So it's sort of got downhill for you, although great for farming people, people that need rain and uh, sunlight. We need the both, both of them. Light winds for you in Canterbury. Tending south to southeast before midday, and you've got highs today of 14 to 21, which is quite a good range, isn't it? For the west coast, mostly cloudy with a few showers, clearing in the afternoon with a few sunny spells breaking through. Fjordland is going to be mostly sunny today, which is quite uh, quite a change for Fjordland. We've had a lot of rain. It does rain a lot down there. You're going to have some morning cloud, though, and that's going to clear up. You've got west to southwesterly winds. And your temperature today is between 16 and 19 degrees, according to Philip Duncan at weatherwatch.co.nz. And finally, for the uh, Southland area and also Otago, you have cloudy areas with uh, for, for Southland and Central Otago with a few showers, mainly morning for Southland and later in the day for coastal Otago. Central Otago has a mixed bag of sun and cloud. Uh, south to southwesterly winds for you. And uh, highs between 13 and and 17 degrees. I'll be back in a moment. We'll have a look at the news. We'll go to stuff, first of all, 12 past 5. The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. Oh, try the microphone. Okay, yeah, well, we're over at um, stuff, and we've got uh, this particular heading here. It says, can a council fly? This is a, you know, a city council. Uh, we have these in different regions throughout New Zealand. Can a city council fly the New Zealand flag at half-mast. Well, normally if someone dies, they do, don't they? A fierce debate has broken out at a council over allegations of virtue signalling. But what is a council actually allowed to do with its flags? Well, let's just move in on. Well, actually, before I do, yeah, no, we'll just move straight in on that story. We'll have a look at it here at 13 minutes past five with Grant Edwards here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast. Thanks for joining me. A council decided to fly... Uh, New Zealand flags at half-mast, its flag at half-mast, as a visible show of support for the Gaza conflict. Now, what does that mean, the Gaza conflict? You mean a support for the the um, the uh, Hamas terrorists? <laughs> I think that's what you mean. But uh, that compromise prompted a complaint, a spirited meeting at the Dunedin... Gosh, they're a little bit weird down there, aren't they? Dunedin City Council on Tuesday. Councillors voted 12-2 calling for a ceasefire as if, you know, as if they're going to listen to us. They don't even know where we are in the world. They don't care. I know that we Kiwis, we think we're the greatest little country. We're just the bestest little country in the whole world. But nobody cares. We live in a fool's paradise. We're actually fools down here. We've got no idea what's going on. It's just, um, you know, you go overseas to do your OE when you're, I don't know, you're 20 to leave, leave uh, uni. Uh, really, you shouldn't go to uni first. You should go and f- join the army or the Air Force or the Navy and do, do a bit of fighting first. Make a man out of you, and then do your university training. That's what they do in, in Israel. They go straight to the uh, to, to war. Uh, basically, they join up from 18 to 21. They've got to do three years compulsory military service, which should happen. I think every Western country in the world should be doing all the youths. Uh, youths they should be doing compulsory military service. So they do that, 
And really, the employers in Israel are more interested in what unit you served in than what university you went to. I mean, the the IDF is one of the greatest universities a man could go to. And who was it now? Monty. Uh, he was, I think he ran, what did he do? He was the um, the ruler. No, he was the commander, basically the, the commander for the New Zealand uh, Armed Services during the Second World War. Pretty sure it was Monty. He said, no, no, you should go out, and the boys should go out and do, do a bit of fighting first. Don't go to university. Go do a bit of fighting, and then you can go to university after that. And uh, so that's that's uh, why, um, I'm not sure why I went on to that, but I do think that's what's missing, and we've got, just got no idea, really. We just live in a fool's paradise. Now, uh, so they're having a big a fight about uh, this. They're, what they're doing is they're whacking up the, the flag. Uh, we've got, this came after um, Councillor Marie Lufiso. She called for the city to follow the leadership of the Christchurch Mayor Phil Morgan, who in his Armistice Day letter called for a ceasefire in Gaza. Another halfwit. He is a bit of a nitwit, old Morgan. He was in trouble earlier in the year, and I can't remember what that was about. Uh, oh, that's right. He didn't like Julian Batchelor. What a dork. He didn't like Julian Batchelor, who's calling for the unmarification of New Zealand. <laughs> that's what he, he's going around because he knows that the Maoris are trying to get us into this tribal rule stuff. Not all Maoris. You know, a lot of Maoris are on our side, you know. <laughs> Most Maoris aren't Maori anyway. Uh, all my Maori mates, they're about 90% European. <laughs> They've got, I mean, who is it now? One of them, oh, was it Willie Jackson? He's not a Maori at all. He's he's actually Jewish. <laughs> he's Jewish and he's got everything else in him. European, um, I don't know, Chinese. He's got quite a bit of Chinese. <laughs> he's far from Maori, and yet he's claiming he's a Maori. Well, I suppose... They do. They do this. But anyway, let's get back to this. So this is all Morga. He's the one, that, as I said, that had a bit of a, a, seeing, a, a set to in a cafe, I believe, from memory, with Julian Batchelor. Uh, you know, Julian was very friendly towards him, and he was not very nice at all towards him. Anyway, this idiot, uh, this is uh, Morga, the mayor of Christchurch. Uh, he said that there needs to be a ceasefire in Gaza. And like I said, no one's going to be listening to us what, what they think. What we think here, they don't even know where we exist, that we exist, where we are on the world. They think we're next to Australia. I think uh, if they do have any idea, they think we're you know an island off the coast of Aussie. Anyway, so um, now, now, hang on, Phil Morgan. Now it says, oh, that's right. So Marie, in with her motion, she included flying the Palestinian flag. You halfwit, you halfwit on a council building. Where is the loyalty? Women are women are traitors, aren't they? They are absolute traitors. Generally speaking. They will sell out their country. Uh, they're unbelievable traitors, you know, duplicitous little tarts. I just can't believe it, how bad they are. They really are. The older I get, the more I realise that they have this great propensity for wickedness. Women, it just oozes out of them. I suppose if you look back at the Bible, gosh, it was, um, was it Adam or Eve that sinned first? Well, it actually was Adam, but it was the, the, she was deceived, wasn't she? The Bible says that the serpent which is really the devil actually just speaking inside this snake. Um, and apparently they didn't crawl around before before the fall, the fall of man. Anyway, so she was deceived by the serpent, and then she went and sucked her husband in because he didn't want to lose her. He could tell something different about her, something strange about her. She's gone kind of pink. She's got sort of, you know, gone bluish. She, you know, she's not the same. Something's happened to her blood. Maybe she didn't have blood. Maybe because they were, um, what would you call it, they would have been... Uh, uncorruptible or incorruptible they would have lived forever wouldn't they 
and we know that blood well it doesn't go forever so maybe that was they all of a sudden blood entered into Adam and Eve for the first time when they disobeyed God maybe that's what it is and they started to die didn't they because the moment you're born you're dying so maybe that's what happened anyway so getting back to the story get back to the story okay I will get back to the story and uh, so what does she do well after council was received dozens of emails uh, from this, uh, from those supporting and opposing the move, as well as hearing this is flying this flag, a Palestinian flag, you halfwits! Oh, it just makes my blood boil. Um, hearing from the public, the council decided to fly the New Zealand flag at half mast instead. Ah, <sighs> what is that in support of the Arab terrorists coming across the border on October the seventh and slaughtering people, beheading uh, children, taking babies? Um, cutting a man's head off, yelling Allah, Allah Akbar, as they cut his head off with a blimmin' shovel, and uh, raping women, and, uh, you know, just give us a break, you know, killing 1,400 people, taking 240 hostages, now they've lost some of them, probably because they've murdered them, and they're too embarrassed to, to, to let, well, I don't know if they'd be embarrassed, but... Uh, yeah, no one, no talk about that, it's all sort of like, don't you realise, these Palestinians, they're not innocent. They voted in Hamas. When Israel gave them back the Gaza Strip in 2005, they moved straight in. 2006, they started they were firing rockets straight away. So they got all this land given back to them, which they shouldn't give back to them because the land belongs to the Israelis. If you read your Bible, you, know, you, can't, you really can't understand what's going on in the Middle East unless you have an understanding of Bible history. The Jews have been in that land. They've, they control the whole area. It's all going to be given back to them anyway. The Lord God, when he returns... Uh, he's going. It's all going to be given back to them. They'll have their. They'll all become proper believers. The Jews, which have a sort of a veiled understanding of their Messiah, they're still waiting for their Messiah. Their Messiah came and they killed him. <laughs> and then, oh, I shouldn't be laughing about that. But well, I've kind of. It's kind of a little bit funny that you know they would be waiting for the Messiah. They're supposed to be. They gave us the oracles of God, didn't they, with the Old Testament? And then there it is in Isaiah fifty-three, Psalms twenty-two, all the all the prophecies. But they forgot that he had to come and suffer. They missed that bit. But he did. He came as a lamb. That's why John the Baptist, who could have been Elijah, I'm not sure. But anyway, he said, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. And there he was. That was when Jesus was walking up to John the Baptist, uh, about to be baptized. And uh, yeah, so it's just amazing. Anyway, so we'll get back to the story. I don't know how we wandered off there, but we did. Fancy flying that New Zealand flag at half mast. I think, actually, uh, when I actually used to fly the New Zealand flag upside down, that means we're in distress, we're in trouble uh, when you fly your flag upside down. And we were. The country was in distress. We had a communist, globalist uh, dictator and her cronies running the, the country. Uh, on behalf of the globalists, of course, they always do what they're told. The globalists don't care whether you're a communist, a fascist, or a Nazi, so long as you, you as you, as a, um, a leader of a, a political um, party and a country, as long as you do what the globalists tell tell you to do. So it's actually treasonous, isn't it, when we obey foreign powers, and that's what's happening at the moment. And I tell you what, I don't think it's going to be any different. What we've got now, we've moved from a communist globalist uh, regime. And now, uh, back uh, last month, we voted in, and now we've got this triune of uh, uh, globalists. Uh, still, glo- <laughs> still globalists. We need to get rid of them. They're, and they're for them. They're not for us. They're for the for the world government. That's what they they actually want to do. I don't know about Winston. I don't know. Is he as naive as he sometimes makes out? He is. Or I'd, she didn't tell me she was going to do that. He said about Jacinda Ardern. 
you know, they they lied to me. They didn't tell me what they were doing. Um, I don't think he's that silly, is he? He's getting on a bit. I mean, what is he up in the seventies, isn't he? Late mid to late seventies. So maybe he is a bit naive, but um, of course, people sometimes they just think, oh, it's conspiracy theory. <laughs> It's conspiracy theory. Even though they say they want a one-world government, these people, we've had this happening for decades. We used to have politicians for global action. Politicians for global action. And what was that? That was a aid of. Well, that was Barry Smith used to warn us about that. Remember him? He used to wander around, uh, go out around the churches and around the town halls, that sort of thing, and travel all over the place, up to the islands, over to Australia, uh, in the UK, and uh, backwards and forwards. And uh, he was a lovely chap, but he was very clever on the uh, Bible prophecy. And uh, he used to warn us about the cashless society and the money system and the mark of the beast and all that. And it's a pity the Seventh-day Adventists, they've, um, they've followed after a, plagiar- a plagiarist uh, female uh, out of America. Anything that comes out of America in the 19th century, I wouldn't trust with a 40-foot barge pole. If you think about it, all the cults, apart from the Roman Catholic Church, which is the largest cult, what have they got? They must be cracking on to... They must be pushing two... M- Two million, uh, million, million, billion. Must be getting up to. Um, I think they've got well over one and a half billion. I think followers. Islam's. I think you know they were snapping at the heels there for you know quite a few centuries. But I think Islam now is number one, the fastest growing. They love the killing, you see. And oh, it's the seventy virgins. It's all about sex, really, isn't it? The that religion. Uh, anyway, so now I've completely lost the plot. Uh, yes, Grant, you have lost the plot. Let's get back to this. So what do you think about this? Do you think that the councillors, and I can't believe it, they had this vote. The majority of the councillors, this is Dunedin, they spoke in favour of the compromise. That's what having the New Zealand flag at half-mast in support of Islamic terrorists. I mean, you say, oh, it's not in support of Islamic terrorists. Uh, yes, it is actually, because 80% of the Palestinians, so-called, they're actually just Arabs, and where do the Arabs come from? Well, they're half Jew and half Egyptian. They're the children of Ishmael. They're the, Ishmael is the father of the Arab nations. They didn't come from Arabia. They actually started off in um, somewhere around Canaan. Um, well, in, they started in Israel, didn't they, with Abraham? That was before. That was actually before it was called Israel. I've got to tell you, because it was Joshua. Joshua was the one that actually went in and took Canaan, and then it was transferred from Canaan and took it by conquest uh, in the 13th century BC, and it became Israel from then on. Um, yeah, so these um, so-called Palestinians, um, they actually voted in for Hamas. They voted them in. And there's not, it's not just Hamas. There's all these other terror groups that are in there. And they're taught to hate the Jews. They, they're taught that all Jews must die at the Gaza Elementary School. They are. It's, uh, it's just a fact. And we know that from many witnesses uh, are quite a few people that have become Christians that were living in Gaza, brought up in Gaza. One of them is Noni Darwish. And Noni Darwish said her father was the head of the Fedayeen, which was an incredibly dangerous terror group back in the 1950s. He was shot and killed by the Israeli uh, Defence Force. And um, she is a pro-Israel, this woman, because she now knows the truth. Well, she's become a Christian, hasn't she? Her spirit has been enlightened. Light has shined shined on her, and uh, she realizes it's not about hate. She says that the Islamic religion is all about hate, hating you. They hate each other. They won't take each other in. Even though they're Arabs, Jordan won't take them in. Egypt won't take them in. Saudi Arabia won't take them in. 
they come to Western countries, and as soon as they get to a Western country, they want to destroy it. <laughs> they want to change it. They, we've, we're, so, we're free and we're accepting. We're actually half-wits, really. I mean, I was speaking to a, a silly bird from Germany on the weekend, and uh, I said, what did you think about Angela, Angela Merkel? Do you think she did a good job? Oh, yes, well, yes, she did a lovely job. Wonderful job. You are wunderbar. But, um, no, she did a shocking job. The economy might be okay because they've got all these immigrants in, but a lot of the immigrants they've got there, they're not allowed to work. They won't let these um, so-called refugees. They're not actually refugees. No refugees. Refugees don't even make it uh, to the border. <laughs> they don't have the money. They're on $2 a day. No, it's the um, ones with a bit of money, and the ones that come across, they're all immigrants. They've all got, you know, flash gear, mobile phones. No, they're an army of Islamic terrorists. That's what they are. Most of them are battle-aged young men that are going into the UK. And uh, we're going to have some serious problems in this world, in our countries. We are, we are in uh, dire straits. We, the, the Trojan horse is, is now Islam, and it's, it's, it's coming into Troy. And uh, the Western world is Troy. We've learned nothing from history, haven't we? That's what history proves. <laughs> We've learned absolutely nothing. Anyway, so these halfwits, you've got uh, um, Bill um, Acklin, um, he, he, uh, Lee Vandervis. They said it was virtue signaling. Good on them. Uh, while Bill Ackland, he says that, that the matter was not council business. Yeah, that's true. It's certainly not council business. But, but uh, Councillor Christy Carey she said the council could not turn a blind eye in the conflict. It's none of your business. Get on with running your council. Forget about international issues. They don't concern you. And how dare you? How dare you fly the New Zealand flag at half-mast in support of Islamic terror? Because that's what you're doing. And it's, not, you've, and it's, actually, it's actually you're showing your hatred towards the Jewish people who've got the right to defend themselves. And the only people that are, that are dying, the people that are responsible for the, uh, the, uh, the women and children... Uh, that are being put up in front as human shields in Gaza are the terrorists themselves and the mothers that breed these babies just like and send them off like lambs to the slaughter. That's what they're doing. They're breeding kids to sacrifice to Allah. It's absolutely wicked, just wickedness. And we have no right to do that. That flag needs to be flown properly. And uh, there needs to be, and this needs to come from central government. It's got to be stopped. We can't have these halfwits doing stupid stuff like this. Uh, now, Sophie Barker, she said the request, well, she requests the council needs its own flag flying policy. Uh, no, no, it needs to be a national one because that's a New Zealand flag you're flying there, and you shouldn't be flying any flags, uh, Palestinian flags. I just can't believe it. Just absolute halfwits. We have flown the New Zealand flag at half-mast on many occasions. For example, to mark the death of prominent local figures. Yeah, that's to do with New Zealand and the Commonwealth. The British Empire. The Empire, I say. Yes. But not for Muslim flippant terrorists. We do not. A flag flying at half-mast was usually a signal of mourning. With the New Zealand flag, there were rules which come under the direction of the Ministry of Culture and Heritage which has probably all been taken over by uh, leftists. And I'm looking at a photograph here. Look at this. Look at this This big fat bitch there sitting there. She just needs to lay off the cakes. Someone needs to wrap a chain. Husband needs to wrap a chain, not around her, but around the refrigerator. Keep her out of there. She's as fat as fat. And, uh, it's, uh, she, you know, and Jordan Peterson says people that eat too much carbohydrates, 
they become fat and stupid, and she's certainly all of those. And there she is, and it's, she's got the sign right next to her here with the big fat arms, and it says, From the river to the sea. Now that is basically kill all the Jews. That's what that means, to kill all the Jews. And either you're stupid or you're just a, you just hate the Jewish people. Listen, our Jewish community have done so much for this country. Uh, they, they are such a blessing to New Zealand. If you look back at history, you guys have got to wake up and realize that you're bringing in, we're bringing in these Islamic people um, who have a propensity for terror and, uh, you know, and they want to bring in the Sharia law. They want to control the West. They want the White House to be the Black House. They want New Zealand to be an Islamic state. And that's where it's going. And we've got to stop this. And we've got stupid, look, most of them in this room here are women. All the ones protesting, holding up Palestinian flags, which is basically anti-Jewish. That's what it means. From the river to the sea is anti-Jew. It means kill all the Jews. That's what it means. Now, either you're stupid or you are, you're just an outright hater of the Jewish people and they have done so much for this country and what have you done? Nothing. Sit on your fat ass eating friggin' cakes and pasties and whatever else you're stuffing into yourself. You're just a big fat bitch and really uh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Look at them. They're all the Muslim people wrapped up with headscarves and all that. So I think they've got it's a follow on from Jacinda. Jacinda Ardern. She was mentally unwell, Jacinda. You'd have to be if you listen to Jordan, not Jordan Peterson, he probably thinks she's mentally unwell as well. She's always been mentally unwell. She's admitted it herself. Uh, there's quite a bit of evidence that she was actually admitted to hospital. This is Jacinda, Dame, Dame Jacinda, they call her now. We've got too many mental patients that are in our parliament. As I've said on many occasions, it, before you can even become a councillor or in any of the local governments, anything to do with um, halls of power, you need to have, uh, you make sure that you've got your mental, that you're mentally stable to do so shouldn't be allowed in the parliament, shouldn't even be allowed to be a candidate anywhere, local or um, uh, regional, regional or, you know, across the country, a central government shouldn't be allowed to unless you've had a thorough check for your mental health. If you've been on any psychiatric drugs, you should be precluded from service because you're not up to it. And why should we pay for mental patients to be running our country? 28 minutes to six. You know how I stopped getting protesters to my events at university? I held them in the morning. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, King, eh? I'm the Messiah. Yeah, really? Well, as long as you don't want me to get out of bed before noon. In an eight, they rejected it. They have the Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza in 2005, and they did not create a state. In fact, where were you, Cenk, when you say that you care about Palestinian children, when Hamas stole the highest rate of per capita international foreign aid, larger than the Marshall Plan, from Palestinian children, did not build schools for them, did not build hospitals, took all the money to buy bombs and to build a network of tunnels, which is larger than the, than the New York subway system. Where were you then? Why are, did you only come up now? In fact, when Bashar al-Assad killed 600,000 children, Arab children, when he gassed them with mustard gas, my organization took out full-page New York Times, ads to protect them from sarin gas. Where were you then? You don't care about Arab children. You are a Jew hater, defined as someone who only Shut wants to up. lie and say that the Jews you are bigot. genocidaires. You and racist. don't try to cancel me and say that I shouldn't be on. You're not a producer of this show because you are... 
That's on Piers Morgan. That's the rabbi. And all Jake can say is, shut up. <laughs> I actually don't believe uh, that, uh, Basa- uh, what's his name, uh, Assad, I don't believe that he gassed his own people. I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as what they're making up. And, you know, and he's done a lot to support Christians in Syria. And he's not the bad man that people are trying to make out he is, even though he's a Muslim. <laughs> I think he's, good. he's a good one. If there's a good, a good Muslim anywhere, it's got to be him. And the propaganda that's being told about him is shocking. Shocking, because they want to take over his country. That's why the West wants to take over his country. And we're the baddies in this. Yeah, the Antichrist is going to come out of the West. You know that? It's going to be a European Jew. He's not going to, he's not going to be a, a believer in Jew, Judaism. He won't be believing any of that. He's going to think he is God. He's going to imagine himself to be God. Uh, he's going to be probably shot and killed, assassinated. And then three days later, he's going to rise from the dead. And that's going to be just like just like Jesus went into the grave, died, three days later rose from the dead. He's a counterfeit. He's the counterfeit Messiah. I believe the Jews in Israel are going to follow the Antichrist thinking that he is the Messiah. And all, a lot of you funny Christians are going to do the same. You're going to follow him and think he's the Antichrist. And that is a real shame, isn't it? And why is that? Why would you do that? Well, because you don't read your Bible properly. You listen to what other people tell you the Bible says. Let's get back to news. Okay, so we've got the flag at half-mast rubbish, which shouldn't be allowed. Now, the Crisps, they're a gang from, I think, Otara in Auckland. Uh, he's a Crisp member. He denies shooting grandmother. Falala Longi, he told the court that he had no bad blood with a man whose mother would later be shot and killed. They shot her in the face with a shotgun. And the old man was asleep in the bed, didn't even hear the gun go off. I don't know what they use unless it, maybe it wasn't a shotgun. Maybe it had a silencer on it. I don't know, they had a gun anyway. Can I borrow your gun? <laughs> hey, boo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but the Crown suggested to him that his evidence was uh, um, an enormous lie. So that's going on right now. They're in court right now. Fancy shooting someone's mother. The police are chasing almost quarter of a million dollars from the dead murderer. Uh, money that was illegally obtained by Lynn Martin, who uh, they said he had died last week. She committed suicide while in prison. Well, that's, that's what they're saying. That's what we heard. Um, she, has been, she was found guilty of her father's death. She killed her father and burnt the house down. Anyway, but the cops, they're after the money. It's exactly $225,000 they want it. They want the money. And uh, contraceptive pill. Now, here, there's a big elephant in this room. Uh, we'll have a look at this story before we go to the uh, South Island town. They're rallying around. They're searching for a missing poodle. It's actually a spoodle, which is a cross between a, um, a, a poodle and a spaniel. Beautiful little dogs. And uh, they, they, they heralded from the South Island. But let's go to this contraceptive pill. And uh, yeah, you tell me what you think. Uh, my number here is 0217324423. You can send me a text and tell me what you think about this. The coroner has issued a warning to women taking the contraceptive pill uh, and to doctors prescribing it after two young women died 10 days apart in similar circumstances. Both women had previously unknown blood clotting condition. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When did that start? Um, which is exacerbated when taking the pill, uh, increasing the risk of developing deep vein thrombosis. They call it DVT. Sounds like a venereal disease. And pulmonary embolism, PE. 
by 35 times. So you're 35 times more likely if you're a young woman on the pill to develop this DVT and the PE. Now, Georgia O'Neill, she's a 24-year-old makeup artist. She was found dead on her bedroom floor in her shared flat in Mount Roscoe, Auckland, by her flatmate in September 2021. Had she been vaxxed? Earlier that day, O'Neill texted both her flatmates and her father saying that she wasn't feeling well and had a lot of pain in her lower back running down her left leg. In her message to her flatmate, she also said the pain made her want to throw up. Now that's just one. Coroner Ho. Ho! Actually, I've got, to, I've got to stop for a second. Just let me stop. Just one moment, please, call it. I'm just going to, I'm going to find something, a funny ad. Uh, it's not an ad. It's a, it's a bit of comedy. I've just got to find it before I forget. Ho. I just, now, where is it? No, Catherine Tate. It's the Chinese bird. Um, oh, Chinese, Chinese comedy. Nice to meet you. Here we are. We'll play that. <laughs> I'll play that in a second. I'll just get through the serious bit. This is a bit serious because it wasn't, you know, for the parents, this will be still raw. Fancy losing a couple of 20 in their 20s from taking the pill. They're trying to blame the pill when they've been jabbed. That's the big elephant in the room. I mean, need I say any more? People are dying all over the world. People are in denial. They're dying. This is a, we've got a genocide going on. Talking about Gaza, saying the Jews are being uh, killing people. Oh, no, the doctors are killing people right now. The Jabarunas are killing them. Now, a prescription record show that O'Neill had been taking the pill. See, they're blaming the pill. It's not the pill. Uh, it's got nothing to do with it. It's all, it's probably, it might be an exciting factor. Just a tipper over the edge. But uh, I can guarantee it'll be the... um, They're they're just in denial. It'll be the jab. So many people dying from the jabberoonie. Look at these dear young women. Isabel Rangi Mohia Alexander. She died in September 21. Funny that. After developing blood clots in her lungs and legs. Oh, come on. And they say... And they think... Look, every woman's on the pill. Well, shouldn't be. But they are. It's very bad for you, though. It is, it is actually bad for you, the oral contraceptive. You shouldn't, shouldn't be on it. You just don't have sex, girls. That's what you do. Just, you know, keep your trousers on. Because um, they all wear trousers, don't they? The women wear the pants these days. <laughs> the guys. Oh, dear. Oh, it's been a... Oh, boy, I've, got to, I've really put my foot... I am... I've, you should calm down, Grant. Okay, all right. Stop being silly. All right, I will. Anyway, but that's the thing. This is, this is what's happening. These people are vaccine injured, and they're trying to blame all this other stuff on it. That's what it is. 2021. What happened to 2021? Had the big vaccine rollout, didn't they? When did that start? June, July? I think it was. People would have been lining up to get jabbed. They had such propaganda... Oh, the media was just unbelievable. The advertising, the money, the money that came from the government coffers, that's our coffers, that came from taxpayers to pay for our own deaths. Unbelievable. So there we are. That's the elephant in the room as far as I'm concerned. They're trying to blame it on the pill. I don't think it is. Now, moving to a nice story here. We've got um, uh, Bring Eliza Home. A Tianao, they are rallying at the moment uh, around the search for their spoodle. They're a lovely dog. I love spoodles. Uh, it's been more than a week since the Tiano family's loved furry friend went missing. Uh, Elsa is the name, rather. It's uh, 
apricot-coloured spoodle and went missing on November the 22nd after running off with one of her furry friends chasing rabbits. <laughs> that was around Sinclair and Milford Roads area. Her family created a Facebook page named Bring Elza Home. That's E-L-I-Z-A. Bring Elza Home. You can check that out on Facebook. They did that over the weekend, urging anyone who may know anything about her whereabouts to help reunite the broken family. They are such cute dogs. They really are. Um, the one that I was friendly with was a black a black spoodle. And, uh, oh, she was lovely. She'd run at you. And, uh, and, and they're quite lightweight, actually. And they'd run, run up your body. <laughs> you know, you could hold your arms out and they'd run up your legs and get you to hold them. You'd just hold them in your arms. Just a fantastic dog. Absolutely. I can't remember her name. She was probably gone now. It was a long time ago. When was that? Oh, yeah. No, gosh, 30 years ago. They will, she'll be long buried. Anyway, Elsa's family, they have sought help from the Nelson man who had developed a soft, uh, some software that helps predict where she might go. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so they could help drum up support. The family were posting endearing photos of her uh, and her guilty friend Lucy uh, on the page, reminding the community to keep their eyes peeled for the spoodle. Bachelor, that's the woman, uh, probably the family. Uh, yes, I think it is. Uh, she told Breakfast. So what are we on stuff? Are we? Yeah, to, uh, breakfast. What would that be? Breakfast. Told Breakfast. Didn't ring me. Uh, and the, her friends. That her friends who had drones, even in helicopter, and even a proper helicopter, they had chipped in to help search for her. Search party's been out. <laughs> think. Look what goes on just to look out for a dog. Boy, you don't get that much support. <laughs> trying to find a human being, do you? I suppose you do. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. Quite a whole lot of people there from Australia, people from, no one from the UK. We had some, someone the other morning was listening from China for ages. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought they'd be interested. Maybe it's an expat Kiwi listening from China. Uh, lots of Canadians, lots of Americans. Good evening to you. Or good afternoon, I suppose it is, over there. 17 minutes to six here in the morning. And the sun is just uh, just starting to come up. The moon is still up in the sky. It's quite bright moon. Maybe it's a full moon. Maybe that's why I'm feeling a little nutty this morning. I don't know. So we're over at stuff, uh, checking out stuff. We'll just move away from the dog story, see if they've got any new ones. So what have we had? We've had the flag flying nonsense. We've had the uh, contraceptive pill they're blaming. And in actual fact, it's probably the it's probably the jabberoonie that they were uh, giving everybody. The um, I never got it. Gosh, no. Straight away, I smelt a rat. You can't develop a, va- a so-called vaccine that quick. Yet they were saying they could. They did it at um, the speed of, um, what was it they said? What was it? Someone from Pfizer. The speed of, um, I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, but it was something stupid. Uh, yeah. And um, so, any other stories? Um, what have we got here? Uh, that's right, perjurer. This was yesterday. A perjurer's evidence, one slender strand against the Tamahiri. This is um, not John Tamahiri, but the other Tamahiri, David. David, he's been accused. Uh, he's, I think he's, he's been accused of the double murder of the, um, some, some backpackers. And uh, so... That case is 30 years old, so he's been in jail for quite a while. Uh, looking at Johnsonville now, do you know where that is? I don't know if I can remember where Johnsonville is, somewhere in the North Island. Uh, the library is to become housing. They're going to pull the library down, turn it into houses, smart cities. <laughs> MP faces Greenfields Review in upcoming pay probe. MP's pay has been frozen since 2017. And the man in charge of the pay review says everything is on the table. Yeah, they're going to up, the, up their pay. And uh, Winston is allowed to make his remarks, Luxon on Peters. 
He's, the Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, has revealed uh, that law changes are coming in before Christmas and thrown his support behind the Deputy Prime Minister. Good on you, Chris. Good on you, mate. It's the one. And uh, so what else have we got here? A Wellington mayor, she admits alcohol is a problem. Well, we shouldn't be, you shouldn't be there. If you're an alcoholic, or I don't believe there's any such thing as an alcoholic, uh, I actually think that it's just, uh, you, you know, you can't control yourself. It's just straight-out drunkenness. They always love to make it into a disease, so that's how you can pass the buck. <laughs> you do, do that with everything. Oh, I've got a problem. I've got a sex addiction. No, you're not. You're just a flipping pervert and need a good smack across the head with a Bible. What you need. Need a jolly good whack. Um, Wellington Mayor, Tony Farnow, they call him. I'd just call her one owl, Has admitted she has a drinking problem. Well, you should resign. Uh, after another incident of drunken behaviour in public, the admission follows questions on by Radio New Zealand about what happened at an inner city bar two weekends ago. Is this a new story? I thought that happened ages ago. Not another one. Let's have a look. What's it? 29th of November. She's at it again, you drunken cow. You should no. You just got to resign if you want to be an alcoholic. You're not an alcoholic. If you want to be a drunk, you can be a drunk. You know, in the old days, they used to put you in Porirua. In Wellington, you'd be admitted to Porirua as a drunk. That's what they did with you. So no, you've just got to resign. That's your first thing you need to do. Uh, she said it's a great embarrassment. Yeah, and shame. Yeah, her drunkenness. Yeah, I'm glad she said it. Drunkenness seems to be. Um, have been recorded, yeah. So this is what she said. She sought counsel from friends, family and colleagues and has since sought professional help, yeah. I am not a career politician and uh, don't make excuses. You just need to resign. There you go. You're a flawed person. We're all flawed, love. Everybody's flawed. Uh, but you can't control yourself. I could be an alcoholic, what do you call so-called alcoholic. I could be a boozer if I wanted to be. Anyone can. It's just drunkenness. It's just a, a lack of self-will, self-control. That's all it is. All this nonsense about being a, being a. Oh, listen to me. I'm so. I'm so. What am I? Opinionated. Yeah, uh, I am. We're allowed opinions. We love them. I like to be vocal about mine. I rub a lot of people up the wrong way. <laughs> True. <laughs> you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't think so, would you? But I do. I rub them up the wrong way. So, I don't know, do I take pleasure in it? Not really. I just I just value the truth. I like a good debate. What's wrong with a debate? The problem with New Zealand kids that we've, we're taught that debate is a bad thing. We're taught arguing. That's got a bad connotation, but it has an argument. Argumentum is a good thing. Uh, that's how empires were built on arguing. That's all they do in, down in Wellington in the parliament, is just argue. Because uh, they haven't been taught to argue properly. Hmm, where would they? Where, probably the UK are a wee bit better than we are, although they're starting to slip a bit. They're quite respectful. They used to be anyway in the United States, in the Senate, and um, you know, in their halls of power, had a bit more respect for one another. Here we have terms like the right honourable and honourable, but no, but none of them are honourable to each other. They're really bad. Yes, yeah, so we need to learn to be. We need to learn sort of the rules of argument. I think just argue the information. Don't, don't, you know, don't, none of this argumentum ad hominem, that's a Latin term for attack the messenger, you know. So you say, oh, you know, you stupid idiot. <laughs> that's no good. I mean, I do it. I mean, I know I do call that woman a fat cow. <laughs> it's not, it's not really on. Not really. You should just stick to the, you know, the information. Argue the data. Usually when people use ad hominem against each other when they're debating, 
it's usually because they're either unwilling or unable to address data negative to their position. That's what I've found anyway in my my short life. Now, we were talking about Ho, ho, and who was it? Somebody Ho in one of the councils. Cubelo came up to me. He was like, yo, what's your name? I said, my name is Ho. He was like, huh? I said, Ho, H-E, sir. And he said, nice to meet you, Ho. I was like, what? Excuse me? I am not a hoe. You know, that's my cousin. <laughs> her mom is a hoe. And her dad is a hoe too, you know? <laughs> Those hoes are loyal, though. All right, we're over here at Radio New Zealand now. Yes, you can find them at rnz.co.nz. It's 10 to 6 here at the Liberty NZ Breakfast with Grant Edwards. And the top story is, I'm sorry. St John's dispatcher apologises for mistake during terror attacks response in 2019. Armed Defender Squad members rushed to Christchurch Hospital's ED emergency department in the middle of a terror attack response after a false report by a St John's staffer that a shooting was taking place there. Nasty. And this is hurting, apparently. Scam. Oh, someone's put scam across it. This is hurting people. Michael Baker, he's that funny man who needs a good dose of um, arsenicum. Arsenic. No, not, not <laughs> a homeopathic dose. <laughs> we don't want to kill him. No, we don't want to kill him. He just, he's worried, worries about everything. I bet you his lawns are perfectly manicured. Yeah, he worries too much. Michael Baker... Uh, photos fraudulently used to sell product, apparently. The epidemiologist, so-called Michael Baker, more of an actor, I would think, is concerned about his image being fraudulently used to sell a product called Blood Balance. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The Wellington Mayor, they're also going on about the Wellington Mayor, Tori Wanau. She admits alcohol is a problem, certainly is. She's admitted having a drinking problem after another incident of drunken behaviour in public and says she's since sought professional help. No, you need to resign. You're not fit to do it. Get your life together after you resign. You can't carry on being the Mayor of Wellington unless you resign. Fire crews tackle large blaze on Auckland's North Shore. About 65 fighters are tackling a blaze at a commercial site in Auckland's North Shore this evening. That was last night. I wonder if they got that under control. Don't know. I could I could do a refresh and just see. It's nine minutes to six. Hope you're enjoying the program, <laughs> putting up with me. I am a bit crazy this morning. I don't know why. I've had one coffee. Bit of another one. Oh, I'm starving. That's the problem with me. Went to bed on an empty stomach. You should really not eat when you go to bed. I had quite a bit. You know, I, you know how much meat I eat? I would say I eat well over a kg every day of meat. Just meat. It makes you um, feel, feel alive. <laughs> you feel alive, boy. You want to eat some meat. Um, now, we've got Indian nurses. They lead an international influx into New Zealand. So we're filling the place up with Asians. India is Asia. Almost 50% of trained nurses who have registered to work in New Zealand since the country's borders opened last year have relocated from India. Oh, that's just wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful. And why did they? Why do we need all these Indians coming over? I mean, how many Indian taxi drivers do we need? Have you seen? Have you seen how many Indian taxi drivers there? That's been going on for decades, isn't it? At least twenty, thirty years. We've had all these Indians driving taxis. 
uh, oh, and they don't know where they're going. I can remember getting into a taxi. I'd just come back from overseas, been away, been away in the UK for quite a while. Came in, jumped in a taxi. Um, he said, uh, he said, um, boot, boot, ding, ding. I said, I beg your pardon? He said, boot, boot, ding, ding. Oh, I said, oh, hey, where do you want to go? I said, uh, okay, I'd like to go to um, where I was in Auckland. Where did I want to go? Broadway, somewhere in Broadway. Gave the name. He had no idea where it was. Shouldn't have even been allowed. And I've just come back from the UK. London, you're not, they're not allowed to drive a taxi. They've got to skitter around on a, on a little moped, I think, or, you know, like one of those little Honda 50s or something with a map in front of them. <laughs> They've got to do that for about two years before they're allowed to get a black cab license. And here, you, anyone could have, have a taxi, taxi, taxi license. How many Indian taxi drivers do we need and how many Indian nurses do we need? And why is it we're bringing in all these Indians to work in our hospitals? Where people don't really want to be served by foreigners. Served. They don't want to be attended to by foreigners, especially elderly. We don't want it. We don't, we don't want, they don't have the empathy for us. None of them do. And where's all the Maoris? Supposed to be a Maori. Where are the Maori nurses and doctors? The stuff, all of them. And yet they want their own. They wanted their own health. Uh, you know, they wanted to have their own sort of system within the health. And we had to pay for it, of course. Running around, changing. They changed all the names in the hospital. Going to the hospital, it's all Maori. It's just nuts. That's all going to change under this new government. We hope. Bet they better. But anyway, getting back to the Indian nurses, fancy that, 50% of trained nurses. Now, why did they all leave? Well, because they didn't want to get jabbed. And I don't know if you realise this, but there were 11,000 exemptions that's just come out. Uh, Liz Lambert was the first to break this. She's a lawyer from Auckland. She broke the story that 11,000 people in the health and the health sector uh, applied and received exemptions not to be jabbed with the experimental biological agent, the toxin, the poison, the one that's killing people and maiming people, and everyone's in denial. <laughs> you might have got a good batch. You might think you're out of the woods, but no, it's just like those childhood vaccines. You're not out of the woods. If you've been jabbed, you've got problems. I don't think you can get rid of this thing. I think it sort of attaches itself to you. I don't think... I think you're in dire straits. That was a very foolish thing to do, to listen to some uh, mentally ill woman wearing a hijab uh, back in 2020, we listened to her. The, um, what, what did you call it? We, you know, the single source of truth. Don't talk to your neighbours. <laughs> People listen to her. And they're still walking around. I see, I see you walking around out there. Usually old women. But there's been a few old blokes. I've seen a couple of old blokes walking around with a face mask on. Still believe it. They don't. What do they just must sit there in front of the TV? <sighs> cup of tea. Oh, you think I have a cup of tea, thanks, love. Watching television about the vaccines. Michael Baker. You've got to get your vaccine. Get your vaccine. <laughs> Let me just remind you what that bitch said to us. Because she is a bitch. Conrad Ardern. Here's what she said. She said, anyone who is not vaccinated right now will not be able to enjoy the freedoms of other New Zealanders. That was Conrad Ardern. Friday, the 22nd of October, 2021. And what do we say? We said, we are not going to comply. Thinking people said, stuff off, you silly woman. Who do you think you are? And she'd actually got, she had the police, uh, all the good cops left, the great cops left, the great police left, 
And what have we got in the police force now? We've got a bunch of woke children. We've got babies. And they're violent little buggers. Because the good cops have gone. They don't want to have a bar, but they don't want to be enforcers for a government. They, were, they signed on for the New Zealand people to keep the peace. They're supposed to be peacekeepers. The constabulary, which came from the people. The constabulary is part of the people. It's like a militia. That's where the police came from. They came from the militia in the early days. And now we've got these people. There are people running around knocking on doors. Are you John Ansel? Or apparently you've been uh, typing funny things on your Facebook page, making, making, um, you've been saying things on your Facebook page. Oh, what, have exact, what exactly have I been saying, says John Ansel, former award-winning advertising agent. Oh, you know. <laughs> no, well, you've got to tell me what the rules are. Oh, I think you know. <laughs> well, what's your name? Oh, my name's Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and whereabouts are you from? Oh, you know, they, do, they didn't even want to say who they're from. These halfwits, I doubt they're even real police. I doubt they're sworn in. But anyway, that's what they had. And a lot of people didn't want to, a lot of cops didn't want to be involved in that. And But there was a lot of new cops. They're wanting new ones. What They're going on a drive right now, apparently. Last I heard, they're up and they're going around the, uh, uh, the cafes in Northland. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get young people. They want young ones that are easily influenced. They can easily brainwash them every day uh, to do their dirty work, their enforcement work. Instead of being a, a keeper of the peace, is what, what policemen are for there. They're not supposed to be there to, to decide the law. They're supposed to just be keepers of the peace. The courts, de- the, the, well, the parliamentarians decide the law based on what the people want, which is pretty much majority rule, isn't it, if you think about it? Uh, that's why we need a com- uh, constitution too, so we don't have bad majority. Because we're bringing in all these Indians, and if we're bringing in heaps of Muslims, for goodness sake, we'll have Sharia law within no time at all. But anyway, the police are not there. They're not supposed to be there deciding you know, what's right and what's wrong. They're just supposed to keep the law, keepers of the law. In other words, they don't make the law or decide you know, who's guilty and who's not. They've just got to keep the peace. That's, all this, that's what they're doing. But what they're doing is they're being used... Like a, like jackboots, they're being used as a private army for for the uh, for the communists, and of course now they're out. New Zealand has said stuff this, we're not having this, and so they've voted them all out. Uh, but now I'm a bit worried because now I think we've still got globalists controlling New Zealand. We've got fascist globalists now. Fascism, public private partnerships. That's another word for fascism. That's what's going on, and they're collectivists. All the fascists in the world were collectivists. If you think about it, um, we've got after the news. We're coming up to uh, news at T- with TNT Radio very shortly, and I'll be back with the weather. It's after six, and uh, I will um, I will prove to you that um, uh, that uh, Seymour and um, Winston Peters and and uh, Luxon, the Triune, the new government, they are collectivists and they're basically fascists. They would have been worse during the COVID thing, the whole pandemic thing. They would have been worse than what we actually have uh, with Jacinda Ardern. She was weak, really, compared to what these guys would be. Okay, we're crossing over now to TNT Radio News. It's a lovely day. It's bang on 6 o'clock. I hope you're having a good morning. I hope I haven't depressed you too much. <laughs> It'd be good. I try to make you laugh sometimes, but I don't know. Sometimes I go overboard. To hear a replay of this hour, go to episodes at tntradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill.
International mediators appeared to make progress Wednesday on extending the truce in Gaza, encouraging Hamas terrorists to keep freeing hostages in exchange for the release of Palestinian prisoners and further relief from Israel's air and ground offensive. The ceasefire will otherwise end within a day. Israel has welcomed the release of dozens of hostages in recent days and says it will maintain the truce if Hamas keeps freeing captives. But it also says it's committed to its other major goals.